0: On The Antidote is Jordan Phillips and Adam Stark of Apollo LTD. Good to have the two of you here with us.
1: It's good to be here. We are in
0: the midst of COVID-19 shutdown, so this has been a boring time for a lot of people. How are you guys <laughs> spending your days?
1: Oh, uh, you know, it's funny because it's this kind of like, every time I look at my phone or we talk to friends, we're reminded of how crazy... world is right now. Um, But the truth is, is that our day-to-day lives, I mean, we have a a space in in my backyard where we work on our albums and stuff. It's a a small kind of studio type space. And we've just been back here working on an album every day. Um, so it's like on one hand, we have very normal life going on. And then on the other hand, obviously, when you look everywhere else, um, things are very not normal. So it's this strange juxtaposition, I guess.
2: The truth is, is that when we're not in a global pandemic, we pretty much self-quarantine anyway, back here. <laughs> so not much has changed. <laughs> I think
1: the term is studio rats. That's kind of where we live.
0: And that's because your wives say, get out of the house. <laughs>
1: You know, sometimes. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Sometimes that is definitely it.
0: What about taking us back to the beginning? Was it through music that the two of you guys met?
2: It was. uh, We were actually randomly paired as roommates in college our freshman year. And we both went to school uh, to study music and learn about the music industry and how it ticks. And yeah, so we, we first met there and uh we were both you know 18 years old and stoked out of our minds to write and create music and kind of started jamming from then
0: and are you still stoked about it
1: we stay stoked about it
0: (laughs) that's good to hear
1: yeah no we love it we wouldn't be doing anything else
0: well several years ago you guys were part of another band can you tell us about
1: the kicks yes Um, you've done your homework. I see. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we were, we actually what kind of got our foot in the door in the music business was from uh, a band that Adam and I started in college. And, um, it's just a four piece rock and roll band. And we were just young dudes just wanting to get the heck out of school so that we could get in a van and go play shows. Uh, And that's what we ended up doing. And then that ended up taking up seven years of our lives. Um, you know, and that definitely opened a lot of doors for us. And um, but yeah, we did that for many years, made three albums, and played what feels like a gazillion shows over the years. But uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was kind of more of a um, like a Beatles kind of Aerosmithy four piece rock and roll kind of classic rock influenced band, uh, which is very different than what we do now. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was we learned a lot in that band.
0: Yeah, you know, that's obvious. That Apollo Ltd is not a clone of the Kicks. <laughs> Did you go into this project with a solid idea of how you wanted your band to sound?
2: Uh, actually, no. So when when the Kicks ended, there was about a two year period I'd say where Jordan and I we really didn't know what was next. You know, it was kind of like one chapter of the book closed and you're not quite sure what you're about to get into next. And, uh, you know, we both decided like we should get together and just keep creating because we recognize creativity and the ability to write songs is is a gift and we shouldn't just sit on that and not use it. So we, we felt like for just the sake of being creative, let's get together and just try to write songs and we would write anything. Like we would write hip hop songs someday. We'd write rock songs the other day, pop songs another day. And after doing that for about nine months, we kind of fell into a batch of songs that sounded kind of like a band. And we didn't really do it on purpose. um, But our buddy who manages our band now, you know, we were showing him all this music we'd been creating and he was just like, so is this a band? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, uh, it could be, I guess. And uh, we kind of leaned into the idea of it and, and sort of really organically f- fell into Apollo. Um, and just like any other project, you know, you have some things that you recognize as cornerstone creative elements, but everything kind of always evolves. So it's even creativity and songwriting and production and all those things, um, they tend to evolve, which is, which is healthy. So as far as the sound goes, We kind of stumbled into it and then leaned into it.
1: Long story short, we had no idea what we were getting into.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the result is pristine.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: I've gotten into your debut EP, especially the song, What Are You Waiting For? I guess that most of us see ourselves in the song when the lyrics say, you don't know who you are anymore or what you're waiting for. Yeah. What about your band? Like, has the journey always been obvious for Apollo LTD?
1: The, no, the, the journey hasn't been obvious. Um, I think for us, it's been this, like, I can honestly say that every year of this band's life has been this reimagination of things and where we're going and what our goals are. You know, that's awesome that you, you brought up that song. That is, that's an older song of ours that I don't even think is on the internet anymore. Uh but it's definitely one of our favorites of the old ones. I guess it's
0: sort of odd to talk about music being a business, but really that's the reality. So (laughs) is that the reason for calling the band Apollo LTD Limited?
1: Um, That's a great question. That would make a ton of sense if that were exactly what it meant. Um, Yeah, music and commerce is a weird thing for sure. Um, The band name comes from um my uncle was an astronaut growing up no uh, way yeah he's since retired and so I grew up going to launches and going down to Kennedy Space Center and watching him go up and that was just always a big part of our lives I mean it's pretty exciting um and so I've always been pretty fascinated with space uh pretty enamored by it all and of course I'm kind of a nerd with nasa history and i love all that stuff um and so as you can tell our old band was called the kicks okay pretty simple band names like we're like when in doubt just name your band something simple and then no one will go what you know it's like if you name it some random thing people will always be like wait they'll either say your name wrong or they'll ask you a million questions so we were just going to name it apollo you know unfortunately You know, business and commerce all collide when you try to make a career out of music. And we had our attorney who came to us and basically was like, guys, there is no way that you can name your band Apollo. There's too many things in the universe that are Apollo related. We'll never be able to protect it. It'll be a nightmare. It can be tall Apollo, fat Apollo. Apollo with three letters in front of it three letters after it and we literally just sat down and scribbled out some letters trying to figure out something that sounded cool and then we ended up with Apollo LTD and sometimes people and in fairness we did roll with it because it kind of looks like that it kind of looks like some kind of uh, like brand of some sort Um, the music corporation. Yeah, kind of that thing. And and sometimes we people do say Apollo Limited, and honestly, we let it fly. We don't correct them because we just figured it's one of those things that, like, for those who know, they know. And soon, you know, maybe the people who call us Limited will know that it's LTD. It's just kind of fun, and we try not to take it too seriously. It's a dead giveaway. If you know it's LTD, then we know that you know
2: about the
1: band. We know that you know <laughs> that we know that you know. <laughs>
0: You're making it way too complicated.
1: <laughs> Apollo
0: LTD hooked up with a sub-label of Centricity for your out-of-body album. Were you intentional about signing with a Christian label?
2: It wasn't intentional necessarily as, as much as it was just a an opportunity that arose that seemed to make a lot of sense. Um, when we had started this band and around that time of that first EP that we put out, that is no longer on the internet, Dave. Um, <laughs> But that, uh, around that time, we were approached by a few different labels, um, mainstream, general market, and, you know, centricity, and the, and the sub-label of centricity. And honestly, you know, we've just kind of found out this is the way that, that God works in our lives, is He just kind of brings opportunity to your doorstep, you know, and sometimes you just got to walk through it. And that's very much how I felt with the sub-label and this team. Um, a lot of things made sense. The staff was very like-minded and really understood our vision for this band, and they really felt like they could support it well, and and we thought it was a good fit as well. So to say from the the, uh, get-go, did we intend to sign to a a sub-label of a Christian label? No, not necessarily, but when the opportunity came, we realized, man, this does make sense
1: for us. We, We realized quickly that it was a really great fit and that it was clearly providential that centricity and those guys came into our lives.
0: You've sort of touched on this point that Apollo LTD could have success on both mainstream and Christian markets. Is there actually a divide between those two?
1: You know, it's, it's funny because I think in some senses in the marketplace there is, but for us, there is no separation. And we've always kind of operated from that mindset, that the the Christian genre is something that, first of all, as people who are believers, we're honored to be a part of, and we love that believers love our music. You know, it's funny, writing songs, the art that you create dictates where you go in the world, and if the art is given to us as creators by the creator of, of everything, right? If God gives us songs, we take those songs and share them with the world, and we go wherever those songs take us. And for a lot of years, it was just kind of in the mainstream marketplace, and they were songs that were honest and real to us. And at the time, this is earlier you know in our career, like we didn't know a lot of people in the Christian industry, and so we were just kind of out doing our thing. And then it wasn't until centricity that all of this stuff kind of happened, and then it made sense. I think for us, we don't really view it as a separation. We view it as like, we create art that is unique to who we are. Obviously, the sustaining element of our identities is our faith. And so obviously, that's going to bleed into what we create. And from that place, you have people that are like-minded of faith that really dig your music, too. And I think it's really, for us, that simple. I do
0: see that faith element in your music. But then, of course, you drop in one in a million. So yeah. does having a love song make the band that much more relatable?
1: Well, I would hope so. And the thing for us is like life is dynamic, and it was intended to be that way. We have days that we're just we're angry and, and, and anybody who wouldn't admit that they have anger or that they have love or that they have moments where they just are madly in love with their spouse or with uh, someone who is in their life. or I mean, our lives are dynamic. They run the gamut of the emotional spectrum. Why shouldn't art reflect that? And so we've always felt like songs like One in a Million, that's an aspect of our lives. And it's an aspect of a lot of people's lives, you know.
0: Well, let me bring up another song from Apollo Ltd. You guys must have known that you had a winner with the song "Heaven." You even recorded two versions of this song: <laughs> one dressed up and one stripped down. Which yeah. one? Which one gets the biggest reaction?
2: So this is an interesting story. Um, from our background of how we like to create music, we just we love creating energy. We love uh, building out and producing our songs to sound big, to sound energetic, so that live we can sort of have that sort of experience with our fans. Um, so the first version of Heaven was very much that. It was big. It was just big, sort of loud, anthematic sounding um, with tons of stuff going on in the production. And, uh, and we loved it. and we, we thought it was great. And we actually found ourselves at a, uh, at a retreat it was just this retreat with a bunch of other songwriters and we were kind of out in the cabin out in the middle of nowhere and we were all playing songs for one another. And the only instrument that was in the room was a piano. And so as we're playing songs and everyone's kind of just like, you know, just taking turns, we get up there and we're like kind of hard to recreate what's going on in the record, but we'll just, you know, we'll just kind of take a reapproach to the song because we really love the song heaven. And so we played it just on a piano and we both sang like immediately in the moment we were like whoa that was actually really cool and we got a lot of good feedback on that version so we just went back in and said you know what let's make another version and uh actually the stripped down version has garnered far more attention i think it's just resonated because it's a little bit more maybe vulnerable or sincere sounding and um it's found this place in you know some tv shows some like pretty big network television shows and um, yeah, people seem to really be responding to it well online.
1: Our manager always gives us grief because I think the reason why a lot of our songs are big and loud and bombastic is because it keeps our own attention. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he always says he's like, I want to hear. He's like, when you guys actually just take a piano and sing a song, like you need to do more. Like, why are there more songs like that? You know, and so we uh, we did heaven, you know, because we did it live and it worked and then our manager always wanted it. So it was kind of the perfect storm.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, having songs with placements on TV shows, and these are major TV shows, what does that do for you as a band?
2: It's good exposure. I think in this day and age, man, in a digital age where Everything's pretty front-facing on the internet. You know, it's like, are you playing shows? Are you making a record? What's your band getting into? Like, it's kind of this like constant uh, content battle. Um, so, one of the the great things about having your songs being placed in television shows is is obviously it's great exposure. You know, a lot of people that watch those shows come back online and they'll either search for it on YouTube or they'll find you on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. And it directs them to your band and there's sort of this really cool organic discovery element that happens, um, which we love. We love when people, you know, find us on YouTube and we're like, saw this in Grey's Anatomy, you know, we're like, you know, love this song and it's, that's awesome for us. Um, but as far as, you know, a band it's it's great things to just have to put out there and, you know, say like, Hey, we're a part of this, which is really cool. Um, Honestly, it's it's always helpful to have more content to uh, you know talk about.
0: <laughs> well, then, talking about content, how do you do it? Is it singles? Is it EPs? Is it albums? Which is the best route for Apollo Ltd?
1: Th- uh, all of the above. D all of the above. Yeah, uh, anything and everything. No, I mean, like we're in the process of you know writing and producing our next record. So we release albums, but you know, we release a lot of singles throughout the year. We actually have a single coming out here in the next six uh well, four weeks. I'm horrible with, with the dates. Um, but as it gets closer to, we will keep you posted. Um, yeah, I mean we just we, we're releasing music constantly. And that's because we're creating music constantly. And we try to keep it that way. Um, you know, this day and age, I think that it, it benefits uh, the artist to be always releasing stuff rather than building, 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 building and dropping an album. You know, there's, there's some artists that can do that. The the Paul McCartneys of the world or, you know, whoever. Um, but for us and in, in most artists, um, it behooves us to just always be releasing new material.
0: You know, I find it interesting with your band that you have this sort of unbreakable positivity in your music you hear it on songs like "On the Way Up." Is it always easy to keep looking
1: up? Mm. Actually, we're just really sad people. <laughs> our music is our release. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I, well, I, we appreciate you saying that, Dave. That's—I I, think—if there was one thing that we knew as a band that we wanted to accomplish is we want to spread joy, and and part of that is spreading hope with that you know they kind of work in tandem so um very much of the Apollo experience we want to be centered around joy and if that's coming to shows we want people to come to shows and feel that joy and leave feeling like they just had you know a
1: great night and feel lifted yeah there's it's like there's different elements to it you know to the experience and I think for us we enjoy the celebration yeah
0: You mentioned just a moment ago about singles, and I've been listening to you, your latest single, all kinds of times. And I love it how the lyrics say, I was shaken, spirit weak, heart was breaking, oh I felt like giving up, saw the walls around me caving, was at the bottom, when you came in, and you held my head above. Is this really a song for this time? I mean, a lot of people right now are feeling really shaken.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think that's fair to say. man. Yeah, uh, I mean, we wrote that song a little while ago, but it's funny how, you know, truths like that, that everyone experiences, they, they can be cyclical, they can come back around and become relevant again. And I think that this is definitely one of those
1: times, man. Uh, yeah, it's funny how that works out. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy period that we're living in right now. There's a lot of uncertainty and, and a lot of anxiety. And I think that Culturally, people have always looked to music to be a release, either some kind of uh, connection that makes sense out of the chaos. You know, it's like you, you look at the music of the late 60s in Vietnam and it was songs about Vietnam, you know, it was songs about the, the pain and the suffering. And then there's other periods of time where people just want to escape and they want to be reminded that they're okay. And I think that right now, a lot of us, and we're including ourselves in this, we look to music to affirm what we believe to be true about the fact that like, we're going to be okay, and, and God's going to lift us out of this, and sooner rather than later, it's going to be over, and we're going to be able to move on,
0: you know? Here's a question for you that could be either simple or tough to answer. Why is it that Apollo LTD creates music? Like, what is it that pushes you?
1: Honestly... We've talked a lot about, and this is, this is not in a sense of delusions of grandeur, but I think that we have talked a lot about on earth as it is in heaven. And for us, the joy and the celebration of our relationship with our creator has given us this drive to create music that is maybe just in some small, teeny, tiny little way can be a part of other people's stories and their journey. And I think for us, like a lot of that revolves around um, trying to capture a, just a small speck, a molecule of heaven, and, and bring that to Earth and, and shed light on it and write a song so that it can be a part of other people's stories, you know.
0: It's been good to have Apollo LTD on The Antidote. Jordan, Adam, thanks for spending time with us.
1: Thanks so much for having us, man. This was great. It was great to talk to you and uh, stay in touch.